0: What up? It's Ann spans and this is Madeline, and you're listening to Training Camp.
1: Welcome back to Training Camp. It's a show where three roommates just said, "Hey, we talk about sports so dang much. Let's just throw it on a podcast, see if anybody listens." This is the home of your 0 and 2 Tennessee Volunteers and your 1 and 0 Tennessee Titans, guys. How's
2: it going, Griffin? What's up? What's up, boys? How are you? Another loss for the Vols this weekend. No surprise to anyone, but the Titans pulled out a big one, so I'm in a good mood. Will, what's up, man?
0: I'm all happy. Um, Falls, we've given up on that. 0-2, probably going to be (laughs) 0-12. Titans, my happiness is restored. I always say at the end of the season, when we uh, don't make the playoffs, my happiness can no longer be above a 5. But we are back to attend. 10. We are happy. We are glad to be here.
1: And today is a special episode. We got a special guest coming in town all the way from the Nashville, Tennessee. Let's give it up for uh, the Noah Jacobs here, yeah? Hey, hey, Noah. Hi. Noah, how's it going, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your uh, sports past, your sports history, and, uh, you know, who you go for and, and what, what you're about, man.
3: Um, I'm doing really good. Uh, the sports teams that I choose to follow would be... Um, big soccer guy, which you know I know isn't touched much on the old uh, training camp podcast. PC. yeah, but big uh, big soccer guy, Chelsea FC. Um, but the the teams I do follow, in which case you guys do, you know, keep up with, would be the Philadelphia Eagles and Arizona State, somewhat in the NCAA field. All right, there we go. I like that,
1: and yeah, uh, you're a big tennis guy. Today, we just finished watching uh, Rafa and uh, you know Medvedev, the Russian, go off to uh, go off uh, on that kind of match. Did you did you feel good about that?
3: I felt really good. I love, I'm a big Rafa guy. I'm excited that he's gonna be. He, he just won his 19th. If he wins the French, he'll be at 20, and then him and Federer can hopefully battle it out for the the uh, Lord Supreme of this era of tennis. Yeah, we've been we've been following
1: the the U.S. Open here this week and. I got to say, Griffin, I, I'm pretty satisfied with how it went,
2: to be completely honest. I mean, like, you, you definitely wanted Serena to win women's, but... Uh... I definitely wanted Serena, Serena to win women's, and I also definitely wanted there to be a Federer and Nadal matchup in the final, because it was set up for that. They were on um, opposite sides of the bracket, and then when Federer lost, he lost to Dimitrov and I think, the quarters. Um, but yeah, definitely happy for Nadal. Wanted Serena to win, but can't get them all, I guess. But what was the, the, the Canadian girl's name? Be-chem- de- I don't even know how you pronounce it. it.
3: Bemescu or something. Bimiscu- Bimiscu? No, Bemescu. <laughs> it, it, it was the last like five letters were E E S C U. I remember that. Okay. Know, no, yeah. but that, that was an that was an incredible match. Yeah, that she was, was
1: like 19. I didn't realize that. Honestly, aside from the yeah. uh, Titans playing, that was probably my favorite thing to watch this weekend. Yeah, that was easily. fun. But the reason why it was my favorite thing to watch this weekend is because the Vols. Oh my God, boys. Sorry, we didn't record last week. Uh, we were a little bit depressed um, watching <laughs> that Georgia State lost, and uh, I really didn't think we could make a full episode just talking about how
3: bad the balls were. And so, let uh, me interrupt you right there yeah. because you know, day one listener of the Training Camp Podcast here, boys with all three of you, I like to personally take this time on podcast to call out Will Kennedy for making the dumbest prediction <laughs> I've ever heard on this podcast. The ball's going 9-3 and three in the beginning of the season. I told y'all straight up, y'all will be lucky to get a 7-5 and five season, and look where we are now. Will, response. I think I might have had a little
0: short lapse of
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dis- there dyslexia. There really is nothing to
0: respond to when, that. When I said 9-3, and three, I think I meant 3-9. and A oh. little, little flash of dyslexia. <laughs> that would be a good season now, 3-9, hey, and nine, but, I take that. But what I like to say is... Uh, you got to lose three to go nine and three, and we're almost there. Hey man, so one
2: more week, man. UTC <laughs> this Saturday.
1: Here, here's the sad thing. I was thinking about this too. If we theoretically, if we lost to UTC, there is a very good chance that we're like the worst team in the entire state. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, like the and, and nation. No, yeah, not the. S- but I mean, mean like the only the only other teams that we would have to battle for like that title would be number one UT Martin and number two uh,
2: Austin P. But I mean, dude, yeah, Georgia State can beat us. Peay, Who are?
0: I think Austin Peay's FCS, aren't they? Yeah, I don't. Even oh, know they, they are. FBS, they so. are, aren't they? Uh, U <laughs> UTC is definitely not FBS. Oh, right. I, st- I wouldn't bet. A, I wouldn't bet Force against Austin P right now. We're god awful. So okay.
1: we we got some questions in the mailbag coming up just about the uh, about the Vols in the last two weeks, but we'll get to that, guys. Uh, the BYU game. We bought tickets. Night game. Neyland. Seven o'clock kickoff. First game that beer is sold in the stadium and. It was a good game up until that that last 20 seconds of regulation, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I thought going in, I mean, obviously I don't think any of us had high expectations. Hopefully it was going to be a close game, which it ended up being. Um, but walked in, crowd was loud from the, from the get-go, I thought. Um, the football
1: team doesn't deserve us, man.
2: I, I mean, yeah, it's just like, and every week... After the game, everybody like a bunch of football players and like UT people on Twitter will be like, "Hey, the team's getting better. Like, stick with us. We're Vols fans, like through and through. Like, okay, I don't even want to pay my student ticket ten dollars to go to the game anymore. No. Like, it's a waste of our money now. I
1: mean, I I'll will let you respond to this too, but I, I know Griffin and I talked and we said, you know, we're not gonna buy a ticket until the Vols win somewhat of a big game,
2: or if they just like look better. Like, I don't understand why they're I mean, we lost to Georgia State and then BYU. It's not like we – usually in previous years, like App State and examples like that, we would – it would be a cupcake team. We, we wouldn't look good in the game, but we'd barely squeak out the win. Like, okay, people would be pissed off about it. But now it's like we're not even squeaking out the win. Like, no. We're losing the games. No,
1: we're straight up losing the game. Yeah. Will, do you have a response on that?
0: So all I got to say is it's a – great season to start selling alcohol at the games because (laughs) that might be the only reason anybody goes to those games i i agree if we pull out a big upset over a team i might go to a game if it's if it's a interesting game until then the only game i see myself going to is vandy and also until then it's not football time in tennessee it's just tailgate time in tennessee we're still gonna tailgate have fun on game days, but
2: I'm honestly at the point now where I go to the games to see the other team. Like I'll go to the Georgia game. Has it really sure. come to that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not these first two games. I want us to win, obviously. But like yeah. last but like year, SEC games, yeah. Like yeah. last year, I went to the Alabama game. I was like, yeah, I want to see Tua play. Like he's gonna be in the NFL, and they're an insane team. And especially, it's like,
1: it's like going to a pro game. Like for example, like going to you know a, a Preds Penguins game, and you're like, oh man, I'm actually psyched to see Sidney Crosby play.
2: Yeah, it's like
1: exactly like that. And like yeah, seeing. To a play or, like, even watching Felipe Frank. It's, like, the guys that you get to see on TV finally, like, in your stadium. Yeah. Like, you can see them up close. Yeah, I get that.
2: And especially, I mean, now that us being seniors, we usually get, like, pretty close seats and we're right on the other team's sideline. So, like, last year being on row, whatever, three for the Alabama game, like, that was awesome. But now it's just like, okay, I'll go to the Georgia game to see Georgia. We're obviously not going to win that. But, yeah. It's so disappointing, dude. I mean, here's
1: – and I feel bad – I just want to know, I just want to know straight up if the team is really putting in the, as much effort as they can. And if they are, then I'm like fine to support them. But if they're not, then I don't want to monetarily support this football team until they can do something that proves proves it otherwise. Uh, proves it otherwise,
2: monetarily or emotionally. <laughs> or emotionally. <laughs> yeah, at,
1: at this point I'm tailgating on Saturday for the Titans game on Sunday. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, but if you can't get excited to play in Nealon at night, crowd's going crazy. Everybody's drinking a beer in Nealon, first time ever. Loud as can be. It was buzzing. I mean, it was loud, yeah. yeah I thought it was loud. I thought it was loud. Yeah, yeah that was weird. If you can't get excited to play in that environment, then I don't know what can excite you in life.
2: Is the problem they're not excited enough to play? Like, they're not coming out ready to play? Or is the problem we literally just don't have the athletes to... We to have win. the
0: athletes. Well,
2: we, And I, I wrote this down, too. We have three guys that I think
1: are, like, super invested in this team. I have Juwan Jennings, Eric Gray, and Brent Samaglia.
0: Samaglia, <laughs> <laughs> yes. maybe let's go. <laughs> Put okay. them through the
1: upright. Sorry, Will, I cut you off. What you have to say?
0: No, uh, I, I think it's lack of – we have so many freshmen starting or so many people that this is their first time starting in college football. Maybe they were sophomores last year, red shirts last year, and we just have literal no experience out there – Quarterback sucks. We don't have any better options behind him. Blocking, not great. It's it's brutal, but I think we have plenty of talent, and especially when Pruitt gets his entire roster in, I think we'll in the future be fine. But this season, write it off.
2: Noah, give me your – I know us three. I mean, sometimes we can be biased, but we. Tr- I feel like we try not to be biased in our opinions. Mm-hmm. I try to. I mean, when I'm giving my predictions and whatnot, but, like, from an mm-hmm. outsider, you're not a UT fan. Yep. Like, give me your. Are we just horrible? Like, give me your out. Give me your outsider's opinion.
3: Okay. Well, here's my outside opinion: is that, like, okay, when when, you know, my class started going here. I went to high school in Tennessee, and everyone, you know, came here because that's the popular move. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple, of, you know, people who die diehard all the time, and you know, they they've been Tennessee fans since they were little. And that's pretty much all three of us. I would yeah, say. yeah. Yeah. And when Butch first came. There was so much hype around him. and For
1: good reason in the first part of his career. Sure,
3: yeah. I remember freshman year, like, what bothers me about UT fans is how just just stupid, delusional some of them are. Like, It's true. I like, completely agree. It's people true. telling me, like, freshman year that they were going to win the SEC, when you guys were playing people like Alabama, and it was like, still, was Les Miles still in LSU? Yeah, I think he probably was at like, that point, yeah. yeah. he was, like, and Georgia, like, you just have so many powerhouses in the SEC, and the, uh, it doesn't matter, like, how good UT can get with recruits or anything, unless you have, like, Nick Saban or, like, a very high-caliber coach, you knows how to recruit, knows how to put it all together. Like, I can't see anybody winning the SEC, winning a national championship. So that's what bothers me is that at the beginning of every year, you hear the same, like, things that UT kids always say and all these same, like, just dumb, bold predictions. Like they were going nine and three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and I never believe it. And rightfully so, i never believed it because it always ends up like so horribly for you guys. And like, I just, I never understand why the next year, like, especially this year, like, I mean, there were not many pieces that were like added, like that were super exciting, you know? Yeah. So I don't understand why there was going to be any improvement. Like I thought if anything, y'all were just going to go down and, and it looks like they, you know, y'all will. I'm just kind of frustrated because, especially at the quarterback position, which it feels like
1: everybody's getting frustrated about right now, is that you have Jarrett Garantano, Tano, I'm sorry, and then you have Brian Maurer. They're both Elite 11 quarterbacks. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And for those of you who yeah. don't know, Elite 11 is a, uh, is a competition that Nike puts on every single year that basically grabs the best 11 quarterbacks all around the country and puts them through the ringer. Um,
2: sort of like a combine. Yeah, sort college. of like through a
1: combine to figure yeah. out who the Elite 11 of the country are and then who is the best quarterback of that class
3: in high school. If Jerry Garantano is a elite, can I curse on this? Sure, man. If Jared Garantano is an Elite 11 quarterback, I'm fucking Peyton Manning, dude. Like, <laughs> he literally threw into triple coverage so many times last night. And I was literally like, why do – like, I've heard people be like, oh, yeah, I, I have faith in Garantano. I think he's good. I'm like, why? Like, I did not see many calculated, like, smart throws from him yesterday. And I'm not even, like, a football expert. But I just know, like, that that he was just throwing into there's just some horrid situations. Yeah. With just triple coverage and quarterbacks. I I don't know.
1: Well, no, but I think that proves my point even more that, like, he – like, the fact that our coaching staff can't do anything to develop our quarterbacks further. I mean, like – we gave Josh Dobbs so much shit when he when we were freshmen here, and oh my god, Josh! I take it
2: back, everything I said. I doubt Josh. you're listening, Josh. But if you are,
1: man, I am so sorry, man. You're the best, co- one of the best quarterbacks to come through <laughs> UT <laughs> since, Josh Dobbs, man. since Manning and T. Missed I'm that, telling man. you that, bro. And I mean, like T's our quarterbacks coach now. It's like,
2: is come it, on, is man. it like? I just don't understand. Like, I feel like a lot of UT fans expect co- new coaches to come in and it, or. It just be, to be changed overnight, like, okay, T. Martin comes in as a quarterback coach, and That's now true. Garantano is going to, like, be up for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, like, no, you're right. Is it just, like, I feel like part of it is UT fans' delusion and extremely unrealistic high expectations, and then our team underperforming, and it just creates this, like, mass frustration in. in in the fan base.
1: No, it's it's true. And, I mean, like, for those of you, I mean, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you are a Tennessee fan or are close to Tennessee fans. I mean, like, we're very passionate about our fan base and about our teams. But at the same time, man, like, like I want to be passionate about, some, like, a winning
2: product. And I just haven't been for so long. <laughs> it's gotten to the – I mean, Will, give me your, like, we've all been Vol fans for forever. And, I mean, I think the best season I can remember us going, I mean, we went – what, nine and four with the bowl in our freshman year? I I never remember us. I mean, obviously when we were super young, but from my memory, I don't remember us ever going, like, ten and two.
0: No, we, I mean, we've always been one of the most, one of the biggest programs in the nation, like, talked about. But it's like, we're not, like, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama. It's, like, Clemson. Like, we've reigned supreme for a long stretch of time. or like, or we're just, like, Easily given one of the top sc- top schools. Um, I just feel like we could be one day. Obviously, anybody could be one day, but no, we've never been one of those. Just like like kings of college football. I feel like at least not in our lifetime.
3: I feel like with the, I feel like maybe one of like the prime eras that is probably going to be underrated was when like Eric Ainge was the quarterback and Philip Fulmer was still the head coach. Like yeah. I feel like it was a like that was like a at least top twenty five like pretty. Consistently, and it wasn't like you know, national championship level, but like y'all were like competing and stuff. And that was frustrating because towards the end of Fulmer's coaching days,
2: people were like lining up, sort of like the whole Butch thing. People wanted him gone, like they said, move on to the next person. Everybody wanted Philip Fulmer out, and now we went through that whole string the last 10 years of like coaching mishaps, and now we bring him back, and everybody thinks he's the savior. Like everybody wanted him gone when he was not winning games toward the end of his career, and now everybody thinks he's the savior, which is just like UT fans delusion, I think.
0: Yeah. All right, we, we ready for uh, the old Titans? Well, man, I think
1: uh, one more one more thing. I, kind of along the same lines as Noah is that, like, you guys saw that um, interview with Urban Meyer, and I'm going to play the audio right here.
0: I'm just shocked because I think, you know, Tennessee, you see their facilities, you see the investment of the program, and uh, I, I'm not sure what, what's going on there. You're, you're talking about one of the – top
1: 10 jobs in America. He basically said that Tennessee is a top 10 coaching job in America. And, and to that, I agree. But the fact that we don't have a product out there that reflects that is really frustrating. So now we're going to jump into a segment that we try to do every single week. It's called tweet of the week today. Will, what is the tweet of the week? My guy read it with some enthusiasm.
0: BYU has a defensive back that won a state, Title in high school football in 2009.
1: Holy shit. (laughs) That was
0: 10 years ago. And then they tagged at Vol Football, just icing on the cake. To
2: go along with that, like, literally along the exact same lines, I saw something that said the average age of the BYU entire football team is 21, which is, like, later part of a normal junior or a senior in college. And then 25
0: guys on the BYU football team are married. Like, that's just insane. I mean, obviously, in case you don't know, it's because um, BYU is like a highly Mormon school. So, they go on their missions for two years and then come back and play football. So they have and a they lot still of maintain their
1: guys. eligibility. They still maintain their eligibility. So,
0: he won a state high school football title 10 years ago, and now he's beating Tennessee and Neyland. What a guy. I mean, what has he got to be? Like, 35 years old or something? What is
2: that? Like, he's probably like... What like twenty seven? He's pretty yeah twenty seven twenty
0: eight, and he's playing half of half of our team's
2: like nineteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That, that, <laughs> was, a, a blind for that right was a That was a tweet. That was a tweet that we uh, saw after the game it's just like shooting us when we already did. So
2: how about the sell? I mean, just the selling beer. First game, playing BYU. Like you were talking about the Mormon school, like. First beer sales
1: in New England. <laughs> That's I mean, actually kind of hilarious. It's very yeah, ironic. I, I love it. 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 That's actually really funny. It was a
0: great great time to start.
1: And that has been your Tweet of the Week. All right. Getting off of that depressing train, let's talk about some uh, some good football. Let's talk about some good football. Griffin, take us in.
2: Let's go, boys. Titans got a huge win in Cleveland. I'm super pumped about it. Um, 43 to 13. How do you boys think we looked? Like, was it Cleveland playing bad? I mean, obviously, national media is going to say Cleveland played bad, but... I thought we played pretty well.
0: I know they don't want to give credit to the Titans. Nobody ever wants to, but um, I I think it was a mix of both. Cleveland first half was a was a good, not not good. It was nobody was doing great. Um, Titans looked better. Cleveland got a lot of penalties, um, but I definitely think the second half Titans defense especially just blew up. Uh, it, we looked like dogs out there. We came to play. We got three picks, one pick six. Uh, Derrick Henry brought a screen, seventy-five yards.
1: There's a lot going going well right now for the Tennessee program, and after the first drive for the Browns, oh man, I was like, this they could good on this the this could drive. be a bad season, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, like Baker was completing passes left and right, Odell was making us look silly, Jarvis was catching things on the outside. It was like holy, and Nick Chubb was like running like a freaking train. They scored uh and we were like oh great and then they missed the extra point and that was the omen for the rest of the game <laughs> Downhill for the, the game Browns, was yeah. over after that i think uh the titans took the lead and didn't even give it back the rest of the game no
0: no i i would say the turning point of the game was uh the safety i think huge once deep. we started started getting to baker he mm-hmm. started feeling un- uncomfortable back there they lost two linemen one got ejected one was injured we started getting to Baker, getting in his head, and Cameron Wake. Yeah, dude. Helped, Cameron man. Wake is a force on the edge. That's man. What I'm talking about right there.
1: And I, I was talking, in, or I was hearing it over the commentary of the game when Freddie Kitchens came in as the OC. Well, I think it was the OC towards the end of the season last yeah. year. And he was like coaching up Baker. And, you know, Browns did terrible and then went 5 and 3 the rest of the season. And Kitchens was like, hey, man, like, listen, you're a rookie. You don't even have to read the whole field. Let's just read one side. And Baker shredded the rest of the season. And I think that he did the same same mindset to start off the game today, and then afterwards we got in his head. He realized that he couldn't read the side of the field that he wanted to because we are so dominant. And then after that, it was just game over. I think that like he he started thinking about too much of the field. He's not a veteran quarterback yet. I'm a huge Baker fan, but he's not a veteran quarterback yet. And uh, I think we 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 showed it showed it to him.
2: I got to give some credit to you, Will, one of your bold predictions in. We were talking earlier, and you said Marcus would have more touchdowns and less interceptions than Baker, which both rang true. (laughs) And I think we were all surprised. (laughs) We were all surprised. I mean, I said our offense was going to – in my score predictions earlier uh, in the week, I said Titans were going to score – it was going to be 31-28 Titans, and I think none of us thought we could score 31 points, and we scored 43.
0: Yeah, no, I laughed at him when he said that. And I I had a a lot closer game, 24-20 was my score prediction, but – um. I mean, hey, a quarterback, two receivers, and a defensive end don't make up a football team. Uh, I think the Titans are evenly talented all the way, defense, offense. I think we have a lot of assets out there. We're not just two superstars and a quarterback.
1: I want to take this conversation with with caution, too, because, you know, we we – we shred the first game, and then who we got next week?
0: Uh, Colts. Indy at home. At, at home. home.
1: Uh, of which we have not beat in uh, 11
0: straight games, I believe. Well, when they have Andrew Luck. Lug- w- when, Lug- well, when they have when Andrew Luck. was the quarterback, w- but, we beat him. Okay, uh, but
1: that's Jacoby Brissett. Well, but
0: he'll be quarterback. I'm just Sunday?
1: saying, boys, we have not beaten the Colts in a very long time, or at least been consistently good against them. So this next week is really going to be like a turning point for our team. And I think if we get it done next week, oh, it, it might be a good and season. You know, you
0: know who week three is? <laughs> Who's that? Jackson, Jacksonville
1: is that at Jags or at, at it doesn't uh,
0: matter Gardner and Minshew is their quarterback now <laughs> no
1: okay Foles, you know Foles is going to come back you know no, he, he has broke his collarbone bro. oh wow it actually came out yeah, yeah. wow I've though. been gone for the past like three hours I didn't even realize that yeah. wow so he's he's
0: Oh, so it's Gardner, Minshew, okay, and Okay, but even during the game, set.
1: man, even during the game, you were reading the ticker on the bottom, and he was doing well.
0: He was he like was. 8 for 9 with 100 yards. He like 8 for 9 down. with we like, 100 yards. Uh, to what's down. going on yeah. here? I think he ended up throwing a pick later on. Well, I mean, that
1: is against the Dolphins defense, too.
0: No, no. no they played the, uh, Chiefs. Chiefs
1: Chiefs played, played the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs. defense. Who played the Dolphins great. today? Uh, Ravens. Ravens. That's right, with Lamar throwing five touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean, anybody, I think, could throw five touchdowns against the Dolphins, but Lamar was actually throwing balls deep. good. Looked accurate. Last season we thought he couldn't throw, so.
1: Give me the resident Eagles fan here on uh, on on Nick Foles going to the Jags. What what is what was your opinion on that?
3: I'm fine with it. I mean he's a he's a good guy, and you know I think obviously like he has a statue now. Like he'll always have like a good place in Philly and whatnot. Um, but. You know, I think he he had to go. We we're gonna pick Carson over him every day of the week. He's a, he's the he's the franchise QB. You think Carson
1: in the playoffs is gonna is gonna be as good as Foles?
3: I mean, it, Foles isn't like a as, as as sacrilegious as this is to say. Like, it's not like Foles is just like a proven, tried and true like playoff quarterback. Like That's he had true. a good run. Yeah, but he's he also is just kind of streaky. Like when we had him the first time, he was streaky. When we had him this time, like it just kind of like. I don't know. It's pretty hit or miss, and Carson provides consistency. And I mean, I don't think that I don't think that he's the kind of guy to kind of shut off in the playoffs. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. There's your take.
2: I got some stats if you always want to hear them for the Titans game. So going back to what Jack was talking about, being cautious after the first game because it's very Titans move to have a game like this and then come out and lay an egg the next week. God, um, yeah, it is. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen, but I got a few stats. So first time Marcus has thrown three touchdowns in a game in his last 43 starts. <laughs> so, I mean, not the best stat you want to hear, but at least he got it done today. Um, also, largest season opening win since 1991. And then most points the Titans have scored in a game since 2016 when we played the Packers, and we scored 47. Wow. So, I mean, good day for the Titans. Not every game is going to be a record breaker, but hopefully we, hopefully we can keep it going positively. Noah, like, what you got.
0: I'd like to shout out the O-line also. Uh, Backup left tackle, third string right guard. and How about Dennis Kelly,
1: Kelly on the left side? For dude? real,
0: holding on miles. But we, they held their own. Uh, obviously, Marcus didn't have all the time in the world, but for what we were dealing with, I think they did good and um
1: hey taylor the one i'm gonna shoot this in the busting with the boys and on your personal twitter give us a listen man the
0: boys (laughs) busting with the boys baby but when we have our full starting offensive line bag i'm excited to see that
2: i think sorry no to interrupt you but i think what you were talking about the o-line also is like a huge credit to the coaching staff and arthur smith first time play caller like we called a lot of plays that didn't have marcus just doing like Five step drops where the Cleveland D line just had like free reign at him. We were running a lot of rollout plays or running it with Derek or screen passes. So I think big big credit to the coaching staff. Noah, what do you got?
3: Not to, you know, really just burst the Tennessee bubble here. I know you're but gonna, that is yeah. gonna be my role, you know, on this on this pod right now. I do think, first off, let me give y'all props, did not think that y'all were gonna win today at all. <laughs> I thought the Browns were gonna win, and they didn't. Um However, I think you guys should really not get the hopes up too much for the next two weeks. Oh, I agree. Because first off, like the Browns have a lot of hype, but they're not proven in any way, shape, or form. They were a what a seven? What do we say? A seven, seven eight, eight, eight and one. one team last year, and they have nothing to you know. Like I mean, they have literally no track record of being an elite team. Nor do the Colts with what is his name? Even Jacoby Brissett. So I mean. Good win. Congratulate the Titans on this one. Have a good time. You ride the momentum into many more wins. But definitely take this with a pinch of salt, in my opinion.
1: No, I I think that's a a very fair take. I agree. Yeah. Especially with, uh, with our history of, like Griffin said, kicking ass week one and then laying an egg week two. But, you know, this week is, this season is actually going better. Than last year, where we were sitting on the same couch watching the same game, Delaney Walker goes down. We're watching an eight-hour game, and we end up just you, you know, know brutal. being brutally average.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lost Delaney too. Um, no, I don't think the next two weeks are. W- we should look over them all. Uh, division games are always up for grabs. Jags' defense will surprise you. We're dealing with the rookie quarterback week three. Uh, Col- Colts O line. It doesn't matter who's back there, quarterback. You're going to have time. They're going to have so ones. much
1: time, man. Yeah, shoot, put put Griffin back there, and he can make some pretty wow. some, t- some yeah. passes to Ty. <laughs> man, man. I don't know
0: about that. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of
1: the Colts next week, will give me your score predictions for next week against the Colts.
0: I think, I think they're gonna. It's going to be similar to this game for the first half. Probably a little back and forth. A couple of field goals. A lot of failed drives on both sides. But I think we pull away, probably a thirty to seventeen or a twenty-seven seventeen.
2: Okay, Griffin. Seeing the offense have another good day, another good. Um, hey, before week. you go, uh, before you say your score prediction,
1: yeah, let's just say uh, next week during the game we're gonna be sipping on some pink Whitney.
2: Hell yeah, we we're are. We're gonna be boys. sipping on some pink Whitney while we watch. That better be coming play, out tomorrow. Man. University of Liquors better have that stock. But <laughs> yeah, um, so my score. I'll give you my score prediction. I don't. I want to be kind of cautious because, like we said, it's such a Titans thing to, to lay an egg this next week. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, I think the boys are going to get it done. I'm going to say 24 to 20. It's going to be closer than most people think. Mm. But I'm going to say 24 to 20 Titans. I'm saying
1: 27-21 Titans. 27-21. So, Will, give me yours one more time. I'm writing these down.
0: Uh, we'll go with
1: 27-17. 27-17. Griff? 24 to 20. Twenty four twenty, and I'm saying twenty seven twenty one. Yeah, all right. Well, we will. Uh, we're writing these down, and we're gonna do a little segment on the the coming shows of who got closest to uh, their score predictions. And you know, what we
0: can prize do they win? we can figure out a little game. Maybe.
3: Hey, Noah, Why don't you decide what what prize do they win? Ooh, do I get to decide? Uh, winner gets a six pack of beers chosen by the winner provided to them by the other two okay
0: so a six can, pack collectively do you have to nail to it, the winner from do you have the other to nail two. it on or be closest let's just do let's
1: do points let's do points plus or minus from each team yeah so like if uh you know if let's say that we let's say you go 27 14 and then that means that will would win because he did 27 17
0: so we're buying a yeah. six pack for the winner every week
1: I'm down with that. You know, so that's, that's five bucks. Might as well. I'm game. Yeah. Why not? All right, here we go. You heard it here first. Uh the first pop or the last top will be popped on the podcast every Sunday night. Is yes, there? All righty. Love it. Love it. Well, all right, one more piece of NFL news before we move on to our uh mailbag, which we will be doing every single week, is uh A B, guys. who Dude
2: Antonio Brown. He's got some sort of I keep thinking he's got CTE, like he's got something upstairs. He is not, He's just not with it, no. I don't think.
0: Honestly, I'm sick of hearing about A.B. talking about A.B. Seeing A.B. on the news on my phone, it's just like, dude, you're being paid $30 million guaranteed to play football, and you can't play for Oakland.
1: I mean, to be fair, dude, Oakland's like, a tr- I, I think they're like a trash franchise.
0: It was also funny when it's going, <laughs> on, it, it's funny
2: as a joke when everyone's like, oh, Bill Belichick's going to sign AB, like that's <laughs> the typical then he place where did. he goes, and it scrolls called, across. Yeah, let's just say, called that. I, I said like 30, I said whenever it was, yesterday or two days ago, I was like, I I honestly think he's going. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes about it. But I honestly think he's going to the Patriots. Then 20 minutes later, I'm sitting with Noah and it scrolls across the bottom. A <laughs> B and Patriots agree to deal, and I'm like, oh my god.
0: That's Bill's Bill's thing. He can take problem people. And you know when you're in the Patriots locker room, you can't be fucking around doing that all the shit A B does and what he did with Ocho Cinco, Randy Moss, Aaron Josh Jordan, Hernandez,
1: Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Secret Life of Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> um, Dude, they've I got
1: mean, like they've got a separate they've got a separate like place in their facility where they like rehab these guys. <laughs> like, they have like a mental facility. It feels yeah. like they it. like
0: inject them with a thing in their neck or something and like fixes all their problems and become Tom, Tom Brady's robot. <laughs> I mean, but with Tom, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and now AB next week. Demarius like Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Uh,
3: don't forget about the Arizona State boy, Nikhil Harry, on IR, but we'll be you back. All right, you heard it here first. Yep. you heard it on the pod.
1: All right, as we move into our mailbag, guys, this is going to be something that we're going to be doing every week. Go follow us on Twitter at the underscore Jbeard, at It's Will's World with two Ds. Is that right, Will? Yes. And then uh, at, well, Griffin, what's yours again? Because you can never seem to remember it. I, ch-
2: I changed it this week so now people can know because I couldn't remember. It's G-Bump 17. Now. All
1: right, at G-Bump 17. And, uh, of course, we made a Instagram for the podcast. You can follow us at Training Camp podcast. We're going to be posting uh, pictures of our guests when they come in here. We're going to be posting pictures of us at Neyland. Uh, Griffin and I took a picture together of our first beers in Neon Stadium. So follow Tasted us on there, man. Tasted great inside Neon Stadium. But we're going to be posting pictures on there. Uh, Noah Jacobs has given us the follow. As we're sitting here, oh, man, Noah, Thanks, dude. Appreciate Welcome. it. Supporting the pod. Supporting the pod. Okay, Will's taking a little Instagram story right now. <laughs>
0: this is our first picture going
1: on training camp. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well, all right, as we move into the pod, or, uh, the mailbag, we got our first question saying, guys, this is un- completely unrelated to sports. What is your song of the week? What is your song of the week? For me, uh, I'll, I'll go first if you don't mind. Yep. It's uh, Devin Dawson's rendition of God's Country. Yep. Either that or uh, Young by Old Dominion. Those are, those are my two songs of the week. If you haven't heard Young by Old Dominion, you've got to give it a listen I tonight. I
0: think I have, but I cannot remember for sure.
1: Well, guys, like, I, I'm a big Blake Shelton fan, and Devin Dawson's rendition of God's Country is, oh my God, it's beautiful. All right, that's my take. Somebody give me another one.
0: I think my song of the week, I've been digging on this Morgan Wallen album, probably listened to it 50 times this past week. Uh, the song I'm bumping off of there right now is um, "If I Know Me." That's a I was
2: the yeah, fan. Know me. It's a, it's a great
0: song. song. Uh, also, mine, but not a big deal. I mean, that whole Wallen album. <laughs> give, give it a listen.
2: It's been out for a sec, but it's a really good song. Yeah. All right, I'm sticking on the Morgan Wallen train. Man, not a, I mean, we've been bumping that album all three of us. I'm going chasing you, Morgan Wallen. It's yeah. hard to beat that one. Chasing you is chasing a badass. Every song. time I get in the car, I feel like I play that one first.
0: <laughs> Shout out Wallen. We'll see you in December. So we're all, we're all country this week, but hey,
1: our taste switch up week to week. Maybe we'll get another question in the mailbag about our songs uh, next week. So hit us up again uh, at V underscore Jbeard, at It's Will's World, of two Ds, and at Griff Bump... G-Bump 17. G- G-Bump 17. I think I confused everyone now by changing it again, <laughs> but I think so. And you can also follow us at Training Camp Podcast, Training Camp Podcast, and uh, we'll hit you with our tunes. Next question we got is uh, from another listener. She says, is it a matter, and we're talking about the Vols, is it a matter of we have the coaches but not the players, or we have the players
2: and not the coaches? Fantastic question there. Honestly, um, I, th- I think it may be a little bit of both, but I'm going to say it's Pruitt's second year. Of all the experience he has and all the assistants we hired, all the great experience they have and the winning backgrounds they come from, I'm going to say we have the coaches if we give them some time, obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but hopefully they can get the players. So if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with we have the coaches, but not the players.
0: I think we have definitely have the coaches. I honestly think we have most of the players. I think we need experience and a new quarterback and a better O-line. Maybe it, maybe it be the same people, but they need more experience, uh, more time, working there. We've got to quit shifting O-line in and out. They, yeah. We need a five people to a unit so they can gain famili- familiarity and know each other and work as one unit. Can't swap alignment and out. It doesn't work.
1: I think we got the coaches, man. I, I really do think we have the coaches. I think Fulmer did such a good job with recruiting all of these uh talented coaches but the fact of the matter is is that half this lineup is still butch jones's recruiting class which you know he didn't do a terrible job recruiting but you know you know you've got all of his most talented players gone you know you have you have alvin gone you have dobbs gone you have uh uh, uh but fuck dion josh, end, malone, D. 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 Derek josh barnett, malone Derek barnett all of those guys they're like they're all gone and so now you're stuck with you know the two and three stars that butch ended up recruiting that came here that are still playing under pruitt now which is getting tough for pruitt so you know i think once pruitt gets everything and everybody that he wants um which i think he's got the the facilities and the in the coaching staff right now i think he'll he'll will We'll we'll have a good job. We'll we'll have a good time once we get some guys in.
2: I also think part of it, a little bit to piggyback off that is, I think we have the coaches like you all said. And sometimes I watch these other teams, like other good fo- other good college football teams, and I see quarterbacks making plays or running backs or defensive backs or whoever they just make a play. And it's not like the coach can't go out there and coach you to make a play. The players just got to make the play. And so when I watch these other teams play, I'm I think to myself. I just don't think someone on UT's team, like, would have made that play. And I think that, that's what makes the difference. True. But it's ultimately the coaches can coach during practice and on the sidelines, but the players got to make the plays. Noah?
3: um, uh, Take
1: this one with a grain of salt. Yeah, Noah doesn't do, keep we track of I, the balls. I, I
3: really and truly uh, do not particularly believe that you guys really have either to be where you guys want to be. Like, like Jack said, like Urban Myers said, This is a top 10 program to be a coach at, and this is a top 10 place to be a player at. As as hard as hard as that is for me to admit, like Tennessee does not necessarily have like maybe like the football like history that other schools have, but it does have like very like just big stakes. Like you're playing at Neyland, like you're playing the SEC, you're playing against high caliber teams every week. Not every week, but, <laughs> you know what I mean, most weeks.
1: No, yeah. I mean, when you get into the SEC, you're playing high-caliber teams every week. Okay, Georgia State, UTC, BYU. <laughs> okay, the first three games are always South terrible. South
3: Carolina, but Vandy. Like, these are not high-caliber cal- high teams, but they are higher-caliber than, you know, most you know, conference other USA that, players. Yeah, three, the most you know, conference teams, for, oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. So, I think with that, where you guys want to be, I don't think you guys necessarily have either. I think what would have really been good for you guys is that – I feel like you guys need, even though like Pruitt, you know, I, I understand where you guys are coming from with like the whole Pruitt needs time, needs recruits, all that mess. I don't think Pruitt's like the, the man though. Like I feel like y'all need a coach. to Like really, like when Bush came, like there was hype, like there was big time hype. And I don't feel like the same way, like really with Pruitt, unless you guys, do you guys feel like there was that same amount of like buzz and like energy with it?
2: No, I don't feel like there was the same amount of, but I mean, I definitely remember the whole Butch, like when they would announce his name before the game, like your head coach is Butch Jones. Like people lost their minds because yeah. they thought he was going to be the next Nick Saban. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how I feel about Pruitt just because when he came in, we were coming about, we were coming off the worst season in program history. So there wasn't hype around the program to begin with. So I don't know if that's just carried over into Pruitt's era. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Well,
3: I yeah, I agree with that. And the other thing I think that's pretty big is that you guys even even with like what was it like a top fifteen recruiting class this year? I think I think yeah, top fifteen was pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that's very respectable. But this at the same time like and even even when you do have like faith in someone who's going to be good like a, a Garen, how do you say it? Tano? Tano At this point, he's. Uh, Like, I don't like I, It's a good pick to pick him. Like, it's a smart one because he's an elite 11 quarterback and all that mess. And I'm sure he rated really high and all that. But at a certain point, this is like such a fat, uh, in both NCAA and NFL, it's such a heavy quarterback contending, like, leagues. Yeah. Like, I guarantee the highest nominees this year. Are, I think like it could literally be four core. I think it could be Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, like literally just a soul. two and Trevor teams, Lawrence, two and Trevor Lawrence, yeah, like literally just uh, Sam Ellinger, like just really good quarterbacks that are like leading their teams. And you guys don't have that, and I don't really see like much improving until you guys get like just really good superstars that are gonna like like Derek Barnett was a. Freaking game changer! Like yeah. he was so big, and like you guys want to have one person like that right now who's like, who's gonna just, you know, tear things up and like bring a lot of hype to it.
2: Yeah, and that's a little bit about what I was talking about with the players. Just got to make the plays. Like yeah. if we d- even have the players to make those plays, or they're just not making them. But yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying.
0: Got another question? Yeah. All right. This one comes to us from our friend Kara. She wants to know where do we see this podcast going and what are our goals
1: man great question kara uh i think for me the reason why i wanted to start this podcast is because i really wanted to get into uh well first of all i interned at a uh, radio station shout out acme radio live down on broadway in nashville and i've worked in the radio station for uh in the radio industry uh throughout my short professional career uh for wsix Uh, for the Bobby Bones Show, and then uh, for Acme. So I just really wanted to start a podcast for something I'm passionate about, which is sports, and I thought I could talk about it a lot with my roommates. So eventually I want to keep this podcast going post-weekly and then start my own uh, eventually, and um, I think that's something that I really wanted to do. So I really want to see consistency with this podcast and make sure that we release weekly and we have passionate guests and uh, hosts to talk about things with. Yeah, so that's me.
2: Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good question. Um I like the idea of the podcast. It's always obviously, obviously something new. Jack's done a little done something like this a little bit. Will and I haven't I don't think tell me if I'm wrong, but haven't done anything like this. Um I'm just really into sports. I know all all of us are. I mean we talk about it all the time, like Jack says at the beginning of every podcast, so might as well see if people will listen. Um Might as well. As far as like where I want it to go Honestly, I don't really know. Honestly, I'm just kind of <laughs> I'm just kind in it for having fun and wherever yeah. it, wherever it goes, it goes. But I'm just kind of doing it with the boys. See if anybody listens, and I'm just having having a good time. Wherever it goes, it goes. Will I don't know how you feel about it.
0: I think it's fun to talk about sports uh, with them with other people too. Um, I really don't care where it goes. If we have 50 followers every week and they like it and they they keep listening, That's I all think, that matters, man. I think we'll still make it uh, if we have billions of followers and clout <laughs> i'm fi- I'm fine with that too but, if um, you
1: finally get your sponsorship from natty ice
0: oh uh, it it's coming don't worry um but yeah no i think it's fun um i think trying new things is fun uh i was a little hesitant at first when beer brought it up but i'm glad he did i'm glad we went went with it and um I'm excited to see it for the f- in the future
1: dude and we got uh, some some great news on the podcast this week. We actually got approved and we got our RSS feed on Apple Podcasts. so you can follow yeah. us on Apple uh, just search training camp and you look for the uh, the big red letters with a little radio signal line uh, right below it. So we're on Apple now. We can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on SoundCloud even if you're a SoundCloud listener out there. I try and put it up every single week. But give us a follow wherever you listen, man. Wherever you listen, we'd love to
3: have you. Noah, what's up? Um, I just want to say to this, you know, where you all think see it going and whatnot, I want to say God bless y'all, okay? Because people want to just do this kind of stuff and they don't do it. And I like seeing people who want to, you know, create some stuff, talk about some stuff, do stuff that puts them outside the comfort zone. And, you know, I, I I don't know. I feel like this generation is very, like, dream, it, don't heavy, do it. dream heavy. Dream yeah. heavy, say, don't do it. And, like, this is the kind of stuff that, like, you know, people like to ridicule, ridicule and, like, you know, just, like... I don't know, like, just be weird about it. But like, who who cares? You know, you're just some boys talking about some sports. Like, what what harm yeah. is it in it? You know. So just keep having fun. And I know I'm I'm a listener, so I like I like listening to it. I'm sure other people will too. No, was you know,
1: were, we're wrapping up here, man. Uh, we're wrapping up here. We'd like to give this little short thirty seconds to you. Just your whatever you want to talk about, man. Whatever you want to talk about. Whatever you want to plug. Tell, Tell us where they podcast? can find you. What's up?
0: Before he goes to Ireland next week. Before he goes all
1: the way across the pond yeah. for an entire year. We're going to miss this, dude. Noah, the next 30 seconds is
3: yours, man. 30 seconds, baby. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. My name is Noah Jacobs. Uh, I do a podcast myself. It's called Noah Talks Up Podcast. Um, I literally just... Say that one talk- more time. Noah Talks Stuff. The Noah Talks Stuff Podcast. Um, I basically just do podcast 30 to 45 minutes, and I just talk about random shit with random boys, random girls, you know, just having fun time, talking, chatting, doing all that mess. Um and I've been doing a uh I'm on a year-long quest to do something creative every month. Uh if you guys want to follow the journey, you can find me on SoundCloud for the podcast and even on YouTube. Uh, I, although it probably might be might be hard to find me, you know. We're all we're all climbing here. Um so <laughs> if you need to see alerts or anything like that, my Instagram is asap asapx yakobs y-a-k-o-b-s i know you're Did thinking get that? i know what you're <laughs> thinking man that was complicated you know what it sure as hell is uh, enjoy finding me you freaking losers <laughs> that's it go check out noah
1: in his podcast noah talks stuff on soundcloud and youtube and find him on instagram at a-s-a-p-x yakobs noah Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for coming Thanks on, on brother. Guest. Thanks for being on the Killed podcast. It. First guest. Boy, Y'all I miss you, man. Uh, speaking of plugs, go follow us on Instagram uh, at the underscore J at it's wills world and at, griffin bump bump 17, G-bump 17. Don't, don't
0: forget about the training camp instagram and too don't
1: forget about the training camp instagram at training camp podcast will who do you want to sponsor you in the future
0: natty ice remove the sponsorship follow me thanks for listening
2: griffin who you shout now hashtag or why hashtag shout out shout out spitting Chicklets podcast pink whitney's coming out tomorrow pumped let's do it
1: boys it's been your boy jay beard and we're out peace What up, my name's Jack Beard and you're listening to a Jay Beard Podcast.